Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there's so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there, and you're tired of the senseless and toxic diet culture noise. You're ready to tune into your body, feel empowered around food, and focus on your true health and well-being. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded podcast. We're the healing trio of your health and wellness anti-diet dreams. I'm Tara, personal trainer. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And I'm Maura, licensed clinical social worker. Together, we're pushing back on diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity to help you practice genuine health-promoting self-care. So grab your water bottle, forget the rules, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. This is Elizabeth, and I am here with Maura and Tara, as usual, talking about... What are we talking about, Tara? Three fitness trends to leave behind in 2023, and two fitness trends that I really, really love. Me and Maura like that last <laughs> twist on it. I'm on the edge of my seat. You know what? I actually was going to do five fitness trends to leave behind, similar to yes. your diet trends. And there weren't that many trends that I'm not on board with. I actually think 2023 is headed in a really great direction. Oh, so it's kind of exciting. That's awesome. But there are a couple of things that I do not love. First on the list, I can't believe I even have to say this, is waist trainers. What is that? Is that the thing you see on TV that you see people rolling up? No, no. Like- this is like an article of clothing. Think like an old school girdle, but it's like super tight. Oh. And the whole idea of this is to give you an hourglass shape. Oh. But probably temporary, first of all. Yeah, first of all, it is temporary. So far, I hate everything about this. (laughs) Cool, me too. But the real problem with the waist trainer is it's like moving your organs around. Yeah. If you were to do this in the extreme, right? I feel like most women that use these probably do not pull it that tight because it's very uncomfortable, I would imagine. I've worn a tight shirt before and I don't like that. I even understand like the premise behind it. I'm just trying to think. I'm pretty confident. How are you marketing this thing in a way that sounds plausible to people? This was one of those like influencer trends. Oh, you know, I think the Kardashians. The Kardashians, I think, were like the originators of the waist trainer. But it essentially just pushes your organs up. So do you remember how uncomfortable it was when you're pregnant and all your organs are like up in your lungs? Yeah. It's like doing that without the joy of a child at the end. Huh. Interesting. And it is kind of interesting because it pushes things up and down. So it totally messes with breathing and digestion. And pelvic floor. And pelvic floor, I'm sure. I've heard of people exercising with waist trainers on too. I see this frequently at the gym. Oh, is that not the point of it? No, you just wear it in the world almost like shapewear. It gives you the hourglass figure without having to spend hours in the gym. Oh, okay. I'll catch up, ladies. (laughs) But it is supposedly, like, supposed to, like, when you take it off, leave that shape. Yes. It is so temporary, though. I'm a little speechless. I don't don't even know what to say about this. I'm just processing. You know what? Honestly, it is shocking. Like, we're going to mutilate our bodies like this? I can understand wanting your body to look differently than it does. Of course. There's so much pressure around it in diet culture. Diet culture. That's what's so hard. What it's all about. about Yeah, I know. I feel compelled to say at this point, like anything we ever talk about is not meant with any judgment for anyone yes. who has tried or thought about or yeah, considers yeah. trying because like we get it. Yeah. I've probably like, tried half the things. That's a lot of pressure. I may have tried this. I don't think so, but I could have. It definitely sounds like a thing I would have tried. Yeah, totally. 
Definitely. So the idea is you put it on, you wear it for however long you can stand it. And then when you take it off, your waist is still hourglass shaped. But like I said, it moves your organs around. It's uncomfortable. You can't breathe well. Your digestion doesn't go well. Yeah. It's a trend that we could definitely... You Don't know, try it at home, folks. Bury in the graveyard of 2022. Mm. I learned something today. I am not familiar with these. I guess I'm not in the Kardashian Eve group. Potentially, <laughs> it could be that you're shielded from diet yes. culture. Well, I do do a good job of shielding myself from diet culture. Your home is safe. I have a lot of gear. Remember from our last episode? <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's a lot right. of diet culture. Got your storm gear. Yeah. Oh, what's so, number two? I have kind of a controversial one, oh, actually. I love controversy. I think a lot of people would disagree with this, but. I am actually very anti-pre-workout drinks, ah. drinks, pills, powders, all of that. I'd be curious about Elizabeth's opinion, too, as a dietitian. Yes, I'm so I actually about- want her opinion on this because she is a dietitian and I am a personal trainer. So in my realm, like everybody uses pre-workout. I have trainers in the trainer office, like dry scooping pre-workout and just throwing it in their mouth, which, by the way, not only tastes horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's not that It leaves a giant out. mess everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> The mom and me is coming out. It leaves a ginormous mess. And it's so unnecessary. Well, I was going to say, so I'm sure that you would probably agree with this, Tara, that it really depends at the level of training someone. Right. Like if you're training for a marathon or an Ironman, yeah, maybe you need some pre-workout fuel. Totally. If you're just the average person getting in your 30, 45 minute, maybe one hour workout, just to kind of keep fit and active, in my opinion, you probably don't need that. Yeah. And let me totally clarify, like, I believe that everybody should eat something before they work out to properly fuel themselves. But most of these pre-workout drinks think like Monsters, Rockstars, C4, Total War. If these names don't scare you, like, I don't know what to tell you. But they are so full of caffeine. And Mm -hmm. most of them are like ridiculously full of caffeine, which of course is bad for us. It can cause anxiety. It can cause heart palpitations, bad sleeping issues. They also usually have beta alanine in it, which can make your skin feel kind of tingly. It's not harmful, but it's kind of uncomfortable if you've never had that feeling before. Well, also, they're, I mean, they're expensive, right? It's yes. expensive to do all of these things. Yeah. And, and if it's unnecessary, then why yep. exactly? Yeah. Some, some quick, readily digestible carbs are pretty good workout, pre-workout yes. fuel for most people doing average things, I would say. Yep. I'm a big fan of like if you're an endurance athlete, like fuel during your workout, grab some jelly beans, pop those on the run, make sure you've got a banana handy, like things like that. Gel packs. Yeah, Yeah, the gel packs. Like these are all great. But if you're like an 18 year old kid and you just walked into the gym and bought a five dollar bottle of C4 and chugged it before your workout. Like, bro, you're on your phone half the workout anyway. You don't need this. (laughs) It's just like really bad for your heart, particularly if you're young. I feel like you're speaking from experience on that very specific scenario. <laughs> well, I'm not going to say it's our best seller, but yeah. I'm not saying that either. <laughs> All right. What's number three? All right. Last trend that I don't love is kind of like a forever trend. This is getting your workout tips from Instagram, TikTok, no, other like dude bros in the gym. I think there is a lot of really good information out there, but Most of us don't have the knowledge to weed through 
what's right and what's wrong yeah. and what's safe and what's, what's not, safe, right? what's not, what's effective, what's not. So we just take this and go, oh, this thing said this was going to be awesome. And he obviously looks good. So he must know what he's talking about, mm-hmm. you know, and then we apply it to our lives and like shocker, it's not safe, not effective, not whatever. Yeah. I'm thinking of two things right now. One, I'm thinking about Elizabeth's, one of her trends that she wanted to leave behind was the what I eat yes. day, which yes. sounds like very yes. similar. Right? Totally. Oh, well, I'll, I'll just take that information. And then the other, I'm certain that this trend is something like almost every profession wants to leave behind. Yes. <laughs> and I feel similarly to you, Tara, when you say like there's a lot of great information on there. And truly, like I know a lot of my clients find like so much validation from TikTok. And a lot of the times they get like good tips. too. Yeah. So sometimes it can be so helpful, but then other times they're convinced that they have psychosis. Yes. <laughs> like you don't have psychosis. But it's hard because they're relating to something that someone is sharing without having the full understanding. Yeah. So it's it's like life is not a soundbite. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can't just get all that we need from a meme or a, a graphic. Right. You yeah. know, everybody's body is their own thing. Everybody's goals are their own thing. So to watch an influencer say, oh, do this, you know, like there's so much more to it than that. So like worst case, worse, it's not effective. Or I should say best case, best, it's not effective. Worst case, worse, it's like dangerous. Right. Yeah. I mean, isn't that the problem with social media in general, though? Is Yeah. Just, there's so much out there and it's or or just media in general, not even necessarily social media. There's so much out there. You have to wade through it. You may not have the qualifications or expertise to really be able to make sense of it. And a lot of people aren't doing a lot of due diligence on who's actually giving you that information and what are their qualifications. I find it fascinating to watch like what goes viral. Yeah. Like in the fitness world, because some of the stuff that goes viral is like, what? Well, because it's usually about entertainment, right? The things that go viral entertain. Yeah. Typically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So those are my three trends that I would leave behind. The waist trainers, the pre-workouts, by the way, my husband's favorite pre-workout is like an applesauce pack yeah. that he steals from my son. No. <laughs> he loves it. He eats an applesauce pack on the way in the door and he's like, Psh, yeah, that's good. Get a great workout. Yep. And of course, taking your fitness tips from unqualified people. But I want to talk about two things that I love in 2023. The first is something that's kind of new, obviously called workout stacking. Have you guys heard of this? No, I don't think so. So, Elizabeth, I know you do this. You just have not heard what it's called. Well, now I'm curious. So workout stacking is like the practice of taking short, short workouts, like 10 or 15 minute workouts, and then going, oh, I'm going to do this one and then this one and this one to make like a 30 minute or 45 minute workout. So the reason I say that I think you probably do this, Elizabeth, is because Peloton has like done a really good job of going like, hey, here's 10 minute abs. Here's a 15 minute ride. Here's a 20 minute yoga. And then people will go, oh, I'm going to ride and then do abs and yoga. Got it. But mm-hmm. but all at once, like yeah. the same thing. In the same thing, yes. In the same but session. I'm also really on board for breaking this up throughout your day. Yeah. yeah. Like, there is no rule that says to get the benefits of your workout, you have to do it all at once. Right. In fact, we have data that says the opposite. You can space it out as much as you want and it's still fine. Yeah, I think that's so important to share because I think a lot of people don't necessarily know that. People think if you can't do an hour, then it doesn't count. I'll tell you, almost all of my clients do half hour sessions. There's like four people that do hours. Why am I one of those people? (laughs) And we can always switch if you want. 
But I think it's really effective to do shorter workouts more frequently than like two long workouts. Mm -hmm. It kind of keeps you moving and it changes your awareness around exercise and diet culture and all of that Mm -hmm. by keeping it at the forefront almost inadvertently. Yeah. It also sounds more sustainable. And I'm thinking too about like the benefits of a standing desk, for example, isn't Mm -hmm. that you're standing more, it's that you're moving more. Totally. Mm -hmm. You're able to change your position more throughout the day. And that sounds like it fits like kind of with this idea. Like absolutely. You're just moving more throughout the day. Yeah. I also feel like that's a good solution for people who maybe get bored, right? A lot yeah, often people are, well, I don't want to do thirty minutes on the elliptical or thirty minutes on the treadmill. I feel that, neither do I. Yeah. But that's a way to kind of break it up and keep it more interesting if you're just dabbling in a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Frequently, I do that at the gym if I am doing like a cardio day, mm-hmm. which, let's be real, is not that often. Yeah. I much prefer to walk outside or take the kid to the park or whatever, mm-hmm. like get some movement in elsewhere. But if I'm going to do some cardio at the gym, I'll be like, OK, I'm going to do 10 minutes on the elliptical, 10 minutes on the treadmill, 10 minutes on the bike, 10 minutes mm-hmm. on the ski erg, you know, whatever. And try to break it up like that because staying on the treadmill for an hour sounds like torture to me. Yeah, me too. So workout stacking is a trend that I'm really, really digging this year. Cool. Interesting. Is it really? It's not new, though, right? No. Just new people before. have been doing this forever. But right. Maybe it's easier now for the average person to do it. Yes. There's like so many fitness apps and yeah. online training and things like that. Like the pandemic, as much as it totally sucked for everybody, mm-hmm. really like changed the fitness industry. And now we have so much more access. Yeah. You know, cool. Whereas before, it was kind of like unheard of to be able to do it live with somebody. Yeah, definitely. Another trend I love for 2023 is the importance people are placing on mobility. We've been stretching forever, right? Like yoga has been around for like the billion years. I don't know. (laughs) I don't do that much yoga, but it's been around like forever, ever. But we haven't really focused that much on like moving with our stretches, which is essentially what mobility is, maintaining a full range of motion through movement. So we have little places like the stretch lab or like the stretch zone that are like popping up where you can take stretching classes, which are not yoga. They're just Mm -hmm. like athletic stretching or like manual stretching. If you go to like a massage place, they're now offering stretching into that. We sit a lot as a society. Yeah. And it's not great for our bodies to just be seated all the time. So getting more mobility in and recognizing that like we've talked about earlier, Maura, not every workout has to be like this grueling, horrible thing. Getting like a 20-minute dynamic mobility session in, for those of you that are like, what is she talking about? When I think of like dynamic mobility, I think of like going up and down like a 10-yard turf, right? Or your driveway, you know, or your yard, whatever, just 30 feet-ish, doing high knees, doing butt kickers, doing like a walking quad stretch, doing like a kick as if you were in the Rockettes. Movement that's stretching, but it's not like you're holding the pose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when you first said mobility, I thought you were taking it more in, which I guess this might be considered more functional movement, like mm-hmm. in your day to day, right? Like, yeah, it, it all leads to that. Like, there's so many people that I work with that are like, oh, I can't reach my arm in this position. Yeah. Whatever, because of an injury or because of aging or because of whatever. Get up off the ground or totally. whatever. So, like, training mobility completely helps you in your daily life be able to like reach that thing on the high shelf or pick up your laundry basket and rotate it to somewhere else. It's so functional. And we're finally starting to realize as like a fitness industry that like this is important too. 
these are like some of my favorite ways of moving too, because I feel so great afterwards. Like my joints feel great. And I can also have fun with them too. Like I'm thinking about like a bear crawl and like chasing my dog around the house. (laughs) Doing these like, yeah, Yeah, that's a good image. It's like fun. Like it's, you can be playful and functional. Like there's like a functional movement. I love that. I love that we're not trapped in the idea that movement has to be boring and hard and sweaty for it to count. Yes. Yeah. And you know? rote, right? Like having to do the same thing yeah. over and over again for a certain amount of time. It's yep. more real life movement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I love that too. So that's what I got. There's a heck of a lot more trends I could comment on and tell you how much I love them. That might be a whole episode later, but those are my things for today. Yeah. And as awesome. always, if people want to work out with you for maybe 30 minutes, not 60, unless they want to, they want to be number five, <laughs> reach out. Yes. Contact in the show notes. I would love to help you out. I always look forward to my workouts with you, Tara. Oh, <laughs> highlight of my week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you found this helpful, please take a moment to leave us a review and share it with your friends. If you'd like to learn more about me, Mora, you can find me at my website, moratunny.com. If you want to connect with Tara, find her on Instagram at Tara De Leon Fitness. To connect with Elizabeth, visit her at elizabethharrisnutrition.com. And while you're there, follow the link to join her health and healing with intuitive eating community on Facebook. 